You're listening to Off the Clock Sports. Off the Clock Sports. The weekly show where you'll hear the best insights on all the latest in sports. Here's your host, Brandon Cook. Brandon Cook. So now the Miami Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, has been hammered down with tampering fines and discipline for his involvement in tampering with, at the time, New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady and New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton. The Dolphins have lost a first-round pick in this upcoming draft and a 2024 third-round pick. So they're without their first-round pick in 2023, and they're without their third-round pick in 2024. The owner has been suspended six games, and he has also been fined by the National Football League as well. He has not been disciplined by the sounds of it for the Brian Flores allegations and lawsuit. The NFL has found that there is no evidence that he was told Brian Flores to throw games in 2019 in order to better their draft position. Originally, they wanted to draft to a tongue of Iloa, but later it came out that the Dolphins were actually high on Joe Burrow, now the Bengals quarterback, who was the first overall pick in the draft that season. So I want to look at it from this angle. What Stephen Ross did is obviously against the rules. It is obviously not allowed that while a player is under contract with a team, there is absolutely no circumstance in which that an owner or a general manager or a head coach is allowed to talk to a player that is under contract with another team. So in 2019, Tom Brady was still under contract in his final season with New England. The Dolphins technically should not have been allowed to talk to him until the conclusion of that season and the opening of the free agent period in that March of 2020. Obviously, Stephen Ross did not do that, and it has now come out that Stephen Ross actually talked to Brady again this past season, just after the playoff loss to the Rams, when Tom Brady was quote-unquote retired, but still the Buccaneers owned his rights, which still is not allowed under the National Football League Collective Agreement. So here's my take on the matter. Obviously, what Stephen Ross did is not allowed. What Stephen Ross did is wrong. Obviously, Stephen Ross would not want anyone to talk to any of his players while they are under contract with the Dolphins. Therefore, he should not talk to other players that are under contract with one of the other 31 teams. But this is interesting to me because Stephen Ross has obviously been, it's now public, how he feels about Tom Brady and the possibility of Tom Brady being his quarterback. It's obviously been noted that he is very high on former Saints head coach Sean Payton and obviously would be interested in Sean Payton becoming the head coach of the Miami Dolphins one day. Obviously, that did not happen. But this is interesting to me, and I've kind of thought of it from this angle. Yes, what he did was wrong. Yes, he has been hammered on a punishment. But this punishment just might, just might be worth it. And here's why. I know he had to pay a million and a half. I know he lost his first round pick. I know he has now been suspended for the first six games of this NFL season coming up next month. But Tom Brady is a free agent at the end of this season. And while most people think Tom Brady is going to retire and start his new career with Fox Sports on that 10-year $375 million contract that he signed, here's why this just might be worth it for Steven Ross and why this six-game 
suspension, this $1.5 million fine, and this loss of a first-round draft pick just might be worth it. What if Tom Brady completes this contract with the Buccaneers and for some reason next summer decides to play? Decides, I'm going to play one or two more years. The Dolphins are loaded at receiver. Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill. They have a really good tight end in Mike Kosicki. And their defense is pretty good as well. What if Tom Brady next offseason as a free agent says, you know what? I wouldn't mind living on the other side of Florida. Wouldn't mind living in Miami. Wouldn't mind potentially becoming a part owner. Wouldn't mind playing for the Dolphins. And, oh yeah, getting two cracks at Bill Belichick every season. You know what? I'm going to take my talents to South Beach like LeBron James did over a decade ago. And I'm going to join the Miami Dolphins and I'm going to become their quarterback and we're going to chase Super Bowls for the next one or two years while I'm still playing before I take on that role of Fox. And if that's the case, this entire punishment Steven Ross is facing right now would become well worth it if for some reason in 12 months time, Tom Brady is his quarterback should Tua Tungavailoa not have a good NFL season this year and they decide to go in a different direction next summer. It's a hefty price to pay but one that might be very worth it. So let's talk about this Deshaun Watson ruling too. Deshaun Watson has now, as of this moment, been suspended six games by Judge Sue Robinson, who oversaw the case, who oversaw the NFL and Deshaun Watson, the NFL PA, heard both sides of Deshaun Watson's case and ultimately settles on a six-game suspension. Now the NFL will appeal this suspension, The NFL is seeking a full year suspension for Deshaun Watson and a fine of an undisclosed amount. And I just want to say this about Sue Robinson's ruling. I respect her ruling. I respect her findings. I respect the investigation that she did. I respect the ruling that she ultimately comes out with after hearing the NFL and Deshaun Watson's cases. And I respect her six-game suspension. But just because I respect something doesn't mean I have to agree with it. I completely disagree with her ruling. I completely disagree with a six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson. I think he should have been suspended at least 10. I would argue I think he should have been suspended for the whole year, and I would side with the NFL on this. But this is the one area they've struggled with for a long time. Ben Roethlisberger years ago had a sexual misconduct case. He had one victim, okay? And he got handed a six-game suspension. Zeke Elliott had this similar situation. He had one victim, and he got a six-game suspension. Deshaun Watson had 66 accusers. 66 accusers don't just get in a room and team up against one individual. 66 accusers come forward because there's legitimate grief there. There's legitimately something there, and there should be enough evidence for this guy to be borderline in jail. Deshaun Watson's lucky he's not in jail. He got a six-game suspension for 66 accusers, 30 that came forward and interviewed with the National Football League, 30 he has settled with. For Deshaun Watson to be handed a six-game suspension with 30 people that came forward and 66 accusers and who knows how many more on top of that that man should be counting his lucky pennies that guy should be thanking the lord above 
because Deshaun Watson to get a six-game suspension is borderline criminal itself. And I hope when the NFL appeals this matter and they go to court and they push for a year-long suspension, I really hope that they win that because I think it's an awful look for future generations and for women that like football and for the National Football League to try and attract a woman audience. I think this is an awful look. And I think for him to only have a six-game suspension for all the things that have been presented and all the facts that we know is just absolutely criminal. This man's lucky he's not in jail. To only have a six-game suspension is mind-blowing. To close out this short episode today of Off the Clock, what I would like to do, the Hall of Fame game was last night between the Vegas Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. What I would like to do now, and I do this every year, is I would like to give my top five coaches I believe are on the hot seat going into this NFL season. There are five coaches that come to my mind. Now, here's a segment I do every year heading into an NFL season. What I would like to do now is I would like to discuss my five coaches on the hot seat heading into this NFL season. These are five guys I believe either A, need to show some promise, B, need to clinch a playoff spot, or C, go on a deep playoff run in order to secure their job for the 2023 season or beyond. Some of these coaches might be on a hot seat where you know the team is thinking about extending them to a longer-term contract, or maybe these coaches are on expiring deals and the team will look to go in a different direction. But my five coaches on the hot seat heading into this 2022 NFL season are as follows. Now at number five, I have a guy I consider maybe on the hot seat, but I'm not sure we'll ultimately lose his job at the conclusion of this season. But I think year to year, this guy's days are numbered, and that's Pete Carroll with the Seattle Seahawks. The reason I have Pete Carroll on a hot seat, and I've never had him on a hot seat before, but is because with Russell Wilson now out, Bobby Wagner now out, and a lot of those players that were on the 2013 Super Bowl winning team now out of Seattle, the Seahawks to me are kind of turning a page and pushing forward into a new era of Seahawks football. And Pete Carroll is now the oldest head coach in the NFL. I wonder if the Seahawks struggle, especially in a loaded NFC West with the Rams looking to repeat as Super Bowl champions, having a very good opportunity to do so, with the 49ers already being a very good team and with the Arizona Cardinals now locking up Kyler Murray, putting that drama behind them, coming off a playoff berth last season. I look at the Seattle Seahawks as the fourth place team in the NFC West, and I wonder as they look to push forward without a franchise quarterback currently under center, I wonder if when they go to look for a new quarterback next season, they look for an offensive head coach and look to move on from Pete Carroll. So I think potentially this could be Pete Carroll's final season in Seattle. And if it's not, I really do believe they're going to be year to year with him. I believe this year or next year, ultimately, they will look to replace Pete Carroll in Seattle. At number four, staying in the NFC, I got Washington Commanders head coach Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is a very good coach. Ron Rivera is a coach I have a lot of respect for. But ultimately, I don't think it's really worked in Washington. They're now moving on to another quarterback. There's been a lot of drama with the ownership. We might see an ownership change in Washington in the next year or two with Dan Snyder potentially being forced to sell the team with his ongoing lawsuits. And I wonder if Ron Rivera pays the price with potentially a new owner or if Ron Rivera just pays the price because the team doesn't perform. 
Ron Rivera is a good coach. I believe Ron Rivera deserves to be a head coach. I just wonder if in Washington it might have run its course. And I wonder if the commanders next offseason with maybe Carson Wentz's uncertain future, if they potentially look to go in another direction. I think I think Ron Rivera needs a playoff berth to secure his job for the 2023 season. And I think if they fall short with a 500 record or a record below 500, that the commanders will eventually look to do a full score turnover and go in another direction, both not only at quarterback, but at the head coach as well. At number three, I got LA Chargers' Brandon Staley, who I think is a good young coach. But they got an elite top five quarterback. They added J.C. Jackson. They added Khalil Mack to go along with Joey Bosa. Kyle Van Noy, who is a little older, just joined that defense as well, though, and has won Super Bowls. A loaded offense, but also in a loaded division. The Raiders and the Chiefs and the Broncos are going to be hard victories for the Chargers. But the Chargers are expecting to win the AFC West this year. The Chargers are looking to go on a Super Bowl run. They're looking to win a championship, especially since the team that's in the other locker room just won one in their home stadium as well. LA is quickly becoming a Rams town. I think the Chargers are looking to make some serious noise this year. And I think if they fall short of a playoff berth once again, especially in a loaded division, that the young head coach in the Chargers system will be no more. And they will look to get a more established, more proven head coach because those are available every year. And I think Brandon Staley, who I think has the potential to be a really good coach in the NFL, will pay the price if the Chargers don't win a lot of football games this year and if the Chargers don't win at least one or two playoff games this year. I think he could pay the price, and that is especially considering how last season ended with that Week 18 game against the Raiders. At number two, here's where I think this is a lot more likely than options three, four, and five. At number two, I have Carolina Panthers head coach Matt Rule. Matt Rule has a seven-year contract. I believe he's entering year three of that seven-year contract with the Panthers, but he's already feeling the heat from ownership. The owner of the Panthers last year came out and said he regrets giving Matt Rule a seven-year contract. He regrets giving Matt Rule seven years, $60 million dollars And he believes that the team should be better than what they have shown under that head coach. Matt Rule, I think, is a good head coach. He had a lot of college success. That college success has not translated to the National Football League. And in a division with Tom Brady and the loaded Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in a division where I still think the New Orleans Saints are going to be better, and in a division with a rebuilding Atlanta Falcons team, Matt Rule's got to win some football games. He now has another new quarterback in Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield doesn't have success and doesn't work out, he's going to have to turn back to Sam Darnold or potentially maybe if they re-sign Cam Newton, who knows. But if the Panthers don't show signs of growth, if they don't show signs that they're going to be a good team in the future, Matt Rule's not going to see year four of that seven-year contract. Matt Rule's got to win football games this year. If Christian McCaffrey's not healthy... If the defense doesn't perform and he can't get any wins out of a quarterback, then the Carolina Panthers, I think, are going to be looking for a new head coach. And if they get out to a slow start, they might be looking for an interim head coach by week five or six. I think it's it's extremely likely, likely that Matt Rule is not the head coach of the Carolina Panthers at the midway point of the season, but especially at the conclusion of the 2022 NFL season.
And at number one, here's where this gets interesting. Shout out to my brother, Troy. I think Mike McCarthy's on the hottest seat in the NFL with the Dallas Cowboys. And the reason I say that is this. I believe Mike McCarthy will make the playoffs this year with the Cowboys. I believe they are the best team in the NFC East. I believe Mike McCarthy will secure a playoff spot. I believe the Cowboys will win 11 or 12 games this year, especially in a division with the Commanders and the Giants. And I believe the Cowboys and the Eagles will split their season series. I believe the Cowboys will win at AT AT&T, and I believe the Eagles will win at Lincoln Financial. So there's five wins plus five or six more, maybe seven. The Cowboys can easily win 10 to 12 games this year, and I believe they will at least win their division. And if they don't win their division, they'll at least get a wild card spot. They have the team to go on a run. They have the team to win playoff games. They have a team that can contend for a Super Bowl. If they don't and they fall short again, Jerry Jones is a man that sounds like he is willing to make a coaching change. You've heard him say, Mike McCarthy knows that there's going to be a day where he's not the Cowboys head coach anymore. You've heard him recently say, if I didn't believe Mike McCarthy could do it, he wouldn't be sitting here and trust me, I have options. Jerry Jones is a man that sounds like he is willing to make a change. Jerry Jones is a, is a man that sounds like he doesn't mind if he has to move off Sean, uh, off Mike McCarthy. And the reason you just heard me say Sean is because I think he's drooling about the possibility of hiring Sean Payton. And I think he would pay Sean Payton whatever he wanted. I think he'd give him any dollar amount, any term that Sean Payton wanted to become the Cowboys head coach. And I think he would compensate the Saints any way they needed to be, whether that was a first-round pick, whether that was a player off the roster, I think he'd absolutely consider that, and he would absolutely pull the trigger. Mike McCarthy, his days in Dallas are very numbered, and I believe unless they win a Super Bowl title this year, it's a strong possibility he's not the Cowboys head coach in the 2023 NFL season. 